Blacklist.io Music licensing reimagined. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Bald Eagle Podcast. I am Sean Cressman. I am the Bald Eagle. Okay, it is Wednesday, August seventeenth. Uh, we're going to talk about the Eagles' preseason game. We're going to talk about some uh, some news, uh, some trades, right? But before we do that, let's talk about what the Bald Eagle Podcast is specifically. Okay, so the Bald Eagle Podcast um, is. Um, a 100% Philadelphia Eagles podcast. So that's all we talk about is the Eagles. Now, we'll talk about other things that aren't specific to the Eagles, but we'll only talk about those because they uh, impact the Eagles. So sometimes we'll mention some things in reference to our NFC East rivals, um, but that's about it, okay? Um, now, um, 100% Eagles uh, 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 podcast. Now, I'm part of the Philly Sports Alliance. Philly Sports Alliance has a, uh, a uh, sponsor. Our sponsor is La Terrain Watches. Uh, go to La Terrain Watches. Check out all their jewelry watches, uh, other items. Uh, very nice looking watches at decent prices as well. And in fact, you can lower those prices by putting in a PSA in the coupon code uh, and you'll get a discount. So check that out. Now, the Bald Eagle Podcast, we have three rules. Uh, very important rules. Very important to me. Um, the first rule and, and is the most important rule. There's no politics. So you don't have to worry about um, <laughs> you don't have to worry about hearing anything about the right, the left, the center, uh, independents, uh, libertarians, none of that shit. We don't talk about any of that. Uh, and I purposely don't talk about any of that stuff because I want this to be uh, a way for you to avoid all that shit that stresses everybody out. No matter what side you're on, you're pissed. Uh, so let's just leave all that shit at the table. Let's just talk about football, right? I also don't talk about personal information. I don't care what the teams do or the players do on their personal time. I don't care. Uh, you probably don't care what I do on my personal time. So we don't talk about that at all. Um, and I'm not censored. I've cursed a couple of times already. Um, so I'm not censored. All right. Now, the Bald Eagle podcast, what is unique about the Bald Eagle podcast is during the regular season and postseason, you will get the most in-depth play-by-play analysis right here on the Bald Eagle podcast. Um, you're going to hear uh, every single play. Um, the important plays are the plays that were meaningful. I'll expand on. I'll explain what happened, who did what, um, and you'll know. You'll have more in-depth knowledge about how well the players are doing. Um, Jalen Hurts is a specific example. Stats don't tell you the full picture, uh, but listening to the podcast, you'll know exactly what he did, what he did right, what he did wrong, um, and you'll be one of the most informed people out there. And that's part of PSA's slogan: keeping Philly informed. Um, now, uh, PSA also, Philly Sports Alliance, also partnered uh, with Philly Sports Trips. So um, all those Eagle fans out there that were thinking about possibly going to a game, uh, go see the Washington Commanders uh, in Washington week three. Uh, there's a bus trip through Philly Sports Trips. If you go to phillysportstrips.com, uh, they're putting up their packing a bus, taking a trip to D.C. to watch uh, the Eagles beat uh, the Washington Commanders. 
Um, great. I don't, I don't know the price off the top of my head. You can find all that stuff on the website, but I know that it isn't just tickets and a, and a ride. Uh, it includes food. Um, and there may be some, uh, 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 former alumni appearances or, or somebody special to the Eagles that, that might appear as well. Um, now when you go to phillysportstrips.com, uh, and you sign up for this, make sure you put PSA, Philly Sports Alliance, PSA in the, uh, how you heard about the trip. And then we'll all get put on the same bus. Uh, and it, we need enough people to uh, to fill a full bus because I don't think anybody wants to drive down in a short bus, right? But, I, but who knows? Who knows? Um, okay, let's get to our countdown. Um, every day we count down, or every week we count down to something. Um, we're getting close to the regular season, but right now we're going to count down to our second preseason game, which is in four days. Um, now, before we have that that second preseason game, week two of the preseason against Cleveland, uh, tomorrow and uh, Saturday, tomorrow and Friday, We'll have joint practices with the Browns in Berea, Ohio, where they have their training camp. Uh, then week two of, of preseason kicks in Sunday, October, uh, August 21st, this Sunday at Cleveland. Um, at 1 p.m. And that is the only game that we have aired that is li- that is aired live on the NFL Network. Um, then we have week three of the, well, before week three, I, I've gotten ahead of myself. Um, August 24th, August 25th. Next, uh, what is that? Um, I guess Wednesday and uh, Thursday, uh, we have a joint practice with the Dolphins in Miami Gardens, Florida, where they have their training camp. Uh, and then week three, Saturday, August 27th, we play the Dolphins at 7 p.m. Now, we have that one game that's on the NFL Network. That's great. That's the game against Cleveland. Um, the first game was, and those other two games are also on NBC 10 and 94 WIP for anybody that is local. Uh, then we kick off the regular season. Um Regular season kicks off officially Thursday, September 8th. Buffalo at the LA Rams, 8.20 p.m. That is a f- the official begin of the regular season. Our week one is at Detroit, Sunday, September 11th at 1 p.m. Uh, we go to week two at home, Monday Night Football, uh, September 19th, 8.30 p.m. against the Minnesota Vikings. Week three, that's our trip down to um, Washington, D.C. Uh, to beat the Commanders. We're in D.C. at Sunday, September 25th, and that's at a 1 p.m. game. Week four, we're back at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Doug Peterson returns to the link. That's Sunday, October 2nd, 1 p.m. Week five at Arizona, Sunday, October 9th, 425 p.m. Week six, home again against the Cowgirls. Sunday night football, October 16th, 820 p.m. We have a week seven bye. Not not a fan. Uh, Week eight at home against Pittsburgh, Sunday, October 30th, 1 p.m. Week nine at Houston, Thursday night football, November 3rd. 8.15 8.15 p.m. Week 10 at home against the Commanders. So Carson Wentz, if healthy, will return to the link. Monday Night Football, November 14th, 8.15 p.m. Week 11 at Indianapolis, Sunday, November 20th, 1 p.m. Week 12 at home against Green Bay, Sunday Night Football, November 27th, 8.20 p.m. Week 13 at home against the Titans, Sunday, December 4th, 1 p.m. Week 14 at the Giants, Sunday, December 11th, 1 p.m. Week 15 at Chicago, Sunday, December 18th, 1 p.m. Week 16 at the Cowgirls, Saturday, December 24th, Christmas Eve. Christmas come early if we beat them, when we beat them. Uh, That's a 4.25 p.m. start time. Week 17 at home against the Saints, Sunday, January 1st, 1 p.m. And we end the season week 18 at home against the Giants, Saturday, January 7th, or 
Sunday, January 8th, time to be determined. So um, there's our schedule. That's the third year in a row that we have started the season away. What's up, Coach Kush? How you doing, man? And by the way, um, if you're listening and or watching, by all means, wherever you're watching or listening, comment, uh, ask questions. We'll have some interactive chat if you do that. Uh, so that's the third year in a row we've begun the season uh, in, a, in a away game. That's the longest streak since 2011 2000 through 2013. Um, we don't have any back-to-back -back away games until week 13, which I think is great. Uh, we close the season out with two home games. Gives us an opportunity to, um, to catch up if we need to. And one is against a division rival, the Giants. Um, we have the earliest bye week we've had since 2016. In 2016, uh, our bye week was week four which is extremely early. Thank goodness it's not that early. And while we do have the earliest bye week in the NFC East, it's not by a significant amount. The Cowgirls and the Giants bye week is nine, so two weeks later. Washington has the best bye week. They're week 14. That's, uh, I'm envious of that. And I, I think you heard me when I said, hopefully you heard me when I said Thursday night football, Monday night football. We have a lot of primetime games. In fact, we are one of 13 teams that has the most in the NFL, which is five. Um, that's the most we've had since 2018. Now, throughout uh, the uh, the decade, right? Uh, no, I'm sorry, the century since 2000 uh, for the 21st century, we have been in the second most primetime games in the NFL with 94. Uh, unfortunately, that is second to the Cowgirls. Uh, they are number one. They've had 100, um, and we've played the Cowgirls in primetime every season since 2007. The only exception was 2014. It wasn't officially a primetime game. But it was nationally televised, which is what's important. And it was a Thanksgiving game. And then lastly, strength of schedule. The NFC East has the four easiest schedules uh, that is determined by uh, your opponent's previous, year's, uh, previous year winning percentage. Uh, we have the third easiest, the Eagles, at 0.464. Uh, the Cowgirls in Washington are tied for the easiest at 0.462. And the Giants rounded out the fourth easiest at 0.465. If you were interested, the LA Rams have the hardest at 0.567. And then the season culminates uh, in Glendale, Arizona at State Farm Stadium, Sunday, February 12th, 2023, Super Bowl 57. And I'm praying that the Eagles are there. Okay, let's recap our draft. And you, and you might say to yourself, bald eagle, bald eagle, why do you keep telling me the schedule? Why do you keep telling me the draft picks? I'll tell you why. I have a horrible memory. And I would assume that there are people out there like me as well that have a horrible memory. So I repeat all of our games. I repeat all of our draft picks. Now, the undrafted rookie signings has been dwindling over time as we cut them um, or release them. Um, but we're going to go over that as well. Now, now and, and here's the other reason why. Uh, not only will it help your memory, it helps mine. But um, let's say you're watching a game and you hear a name. You say, oh, wait a minute. That's one of our draft picks. That was a good draft pick. And now you're a little bit more knowledgeable, right? And that's the whole point of this, this podcast is for me to uh, talk about football and uh, for you to get a little bit of out, of out of it too, right? So uh, let's recap our draft. First round, 13th overall, defensive tackle, monster of a man, Jordan Davis from Georgia. Uh, not only is he a monster, he's a fast monster. I think his 40 was 478, faster than Dak Prescott, faster than... Uh, the Giants quarterback, uh, I can't think, I'm, I told you my memory is horrible. Um, uh, Daniel, uh, 
and uh, faster than Carson, slightly slower than Carson Wentz. But that was before Carson Wentz had his surgery. So I'm sure he's not running a, a four seven flat anymore or whatever he ran in the combine. Um, we traded the 18th and 101st overall picks to get uh, AJ Brown from uh, Tennessee. Huge, huge acquisition. Probably one of the better ones we've had uh, in a while. He's a big physical veteran wide receiver, which I thought we needed last year, but we didn't get. Daniel Jones. Thank you, Monkeys Forever on Instagram. Daniel Jones. <laughs> uh, and uh, great, great, great uh, acquisition. Um, and, you, and you're going to find, no matter what his numbers are, well, I don't want to say no matter, right? But um, even if his numbers aren't as good as you think they should be, he's impacting everything else. And I'll explain why. He, he did it already in the preseason game, even though he didn't have any receptions. Uh, second round, 51st overall, center Cam Jurgens from Nebraska. He's been making a name for himself. Did very well in the preseason game. Uh, third round, 83rd overall, linebacker N'Kobe Dean in Georgia. He had a good preseason game. Sixth round, 181st overall, linebacker Kyron Johnson. Didn't see a lot of him. Uh, don't recall seeing a lot of him for the preseason game. And then sixth round, 198th overall, tight end Grant Calcaterra, SMU. He's been making a name for himself as well. And then we still have a handful of undrafted rookie free agents. Uh, Josh Blackwell, corner from Duke. Reed Blankenship, safety from Middle Tennessee State. Kennedy Brooks, running back from Oklahoma. We saw a lot of him uh, in the uh, in the in the preseason game. Uh, Britton Covey, wide receiver from Utah. He's been returning kicks. Um, Mario Goodrich, corner from Clemson. Josh Job, corner from uh, Alabama, who has been climbing the depth chart. Josh Sills, offensive lineman from Oklahoma State. Carson Strong, quarterback from Nevada, heard good things about him in spring training or spring practices, but have not heard from him since, and he did not play in the preseason game. And then Carrick Weedfall, wide receiver from Fresno State. Interesting to note, Carrick Weedfall is the only guy that we uh, signed when we had um, we had the rookies come to camp and we had some tryouts. We had rookies try out as well. He's the only guy that we signed. All right, let's get to some game highlights, right? We, we played the Jets. We lost, technically. Uh, but let's be honest, wins and lose, losses do not matter in the preseason. What's most important is how uh, your players play. And you can, you can kind of keep an eye on uh, you know, those names that I just mentioned, our rookies. Look at the guys that are on the bubble of making or not making the roster. See how they're playing. I find uh, preseason to be interesting um, because you can pick out people uh, that, you know, that, that you think might be good and don't make the team. And it's nice because if you... Uh, if you keep an eye, you know, with the whole NFL, you can find those players on other teams, perhaps making contributions. Um, so uh, let's talk about the um, let's talk about the game, right? So Jalen Hurts um, and the first string offense looked pretty good. Um, I don't want to get too excited. I'm not going to say they looked amazing. They they drove down the field. Jalen Hurts did not throw any interceptions. Didn't even throw an incompletion. But they weren't exactly. I wouldn't say they're perfect. And I'm going to nitpick, right? And and perhaps I'm not going to be. Uh, your favorite podcaster, because I'm going to tell you the way I think it is, <laughs> whether you agree or not, right? Um, so now let's talk about who started, and some of these are obvious. Most of them are obvious. Uh, of course, uh, Jalen Hurts at quarterback, Miles Sanders at running back, A.J. Brown, Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager at wide receiver. I think, of course, Jalen Rager would be replaced with um, with Devontae Smith when he's healthy. Dallas Goddard, tight end. Uh, left tackle was Malata, left guard Sua Opeta. He's he replaced um, the normal left guard. Center Cam Jurgens, of course, because uh, Kelsey's elbow. Right guard Isaac Sayamalu, and right tackle Lane Johnson. So, like I mentioned, we had a good start, right? So the first play from scrimmage was a 28-yard pass to Watkins from Hertz. Um, now I'm here's what I'm going to get picky. If you watch the if you watch the film again, even on the broadcast, because I don't have access to 
the all 22 for the preseason. They don't, they don't have those. So I'm going off broadcast views. That's why I don't do the play by play because it's a, it's not a very good view. And I can't tell what coverages they're in. I can't, you don't get a good view of what the blocking is. I can tell you this though. Um, Hertz drops back, uh, has good protection around him, senses some pressure from his left and rolled right. Now, if you watch the tape, he should have, he should have climbed the pocket. Um, now, you know, again, I'm being nitpicky, right? And I'm only I'm only being nitpicky on this play because, you know, first of all, it worked out, right? He threw a 28-yard pass to Watkins. Let's, let's not really complain about that. However, rolling right exposes him to injuries, right? Anytime he runs, the, the likelihood of an injury spikes significantly whenever he runs, right? And let's be honest, a, a quarterback that is injured isn't very good. doesn't matter who you have on your team if they're injured. So, um, I want him to stay in the pocket and and I want him to run, but only when it's absolutely necessary. And it wasn't on that play. He could have stepped up in the pocket um, and most likely still found Watkins. Um, now, the next play, he did stay in the pocket, dumped it. He, he waited, uh, looked around, didn't see anybody, dumped it off to Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders looked pretty good on the run after the catch. Uh, the next play, he threw a quick pass to Jack Stoll. That's what I'm a fan of is the drop back, dump it off very quickly. Jack Stahl has been another, we, you, you know, we started early with a, a bunch of uh, rookies and, and uh, players that haven't really, um, haven't really uh, uh, shown their, themselves, uh, proven themselves at tight end. And now we're all of a sudden we have too many because they're all doing relatively well, which, which, you know, which will lead to why we traded away one of our wide receiver tight end hybrids. Uh, if you haven't heard, we'll go over that. Um, so quick pass to Jack Stahl, six yards, really good. Um, quick pass over the middle to Watkins for four yards. Um, the next play Hertz is in the shotgun. He drops back, he feels pressure and he runs to his right. Now, I don't know. Um, I, I, you know, I couldn't tell because the angle wasn't the best if there was legitimate pressure from his left and that's why he rolled right. Uh, but again, he could have stepped them in the pocket. And here's an, here's an exact reason why I want him to stand in the pocket and not roll to the right because he got his ass hit, right? I know it was an illegal hit. He was out of bounds. Um, it shouldn't have happened, but it did. And what if he would have gotten a concussion, right? What if, <laughs> what if he would have, his cleat would have stuck in the, in the grass or, or, you know, he would have landed awkwardly on his ankle or his knee. Like, I don't want this shit to happen. So I want him to stay in the pocket. Had he stayed in the pocket, um, Miles Sanders appeared, again, I don't have the best view, uh, but he appeared to be open on his cut. So if, if, uh, if, if um, uh, Hurt stays in the pocket and leads Miles Sanders, he doesn't get hit. And perhaps we have an actual gain versus uh, uh, essentially a sack. It, it technically was called a sack because he didn't make it back to the line of to the line of scrimmage before he went out of bounds. So that's why I'm saying uh, climb the pocket. Right, you have one of the best, according to PFF, uh, Pro Football Focus, and, and other analysts, one of the best offensive linemen in the league. Right, use them, take advantage of that. Follow, trust their blocks, step up into the pocket, focus on downfield passes because that's what's going to win the game. Right. Um, He's, I don't think that we are going to win games with Hertz running and, and jumping and, and doing all kinds of crazy athletic shit. I think we'll win the game when he focuses more on downfield passing and uses his athleticism uh, um, occasionally, right? Okay, enough of that shit, right? Um, he came back through a nice screen to Sanders for eight yards. Uh, the next next play, Hertz misses a wide open A.J. Brown. Um, he does climb the pocket. Um, while he's hesitating to throw to A.J. Brown over the middle, he sees some space and he runs straight ahead and scores a touchdown. Again, <laughs> right? Again, I'm not going to complain too much because he did score, although there was holding and it got called back. Uh, Mulata was holding. He did score and he was untouched. However, he had a receiver wide open over the middle. He could have dumped the ball off 
and avoided any potential injuries. And that's what I would much rather him do. <laughs> and again, maybe I'm in the minority. You guys comment on what you think, right? Uh, should he be should he be running as much as he does? Should he take off? Or, or if he has an open receiver, should he be throwing it? My my vote my vote hundred percent should be throwing it. So that that uh, that didn't count anyway. We got a holding call, so it's second and twelve. Hurts and the gun again. He drops back. Good protection, which he had all night. Uh, throws a perfect pass to a wide open Goddard. So um, he turns. Goddard turns around, jumps over a jet right for a twenty-two yard uh, reception and a touchdown. Now I mentioned earlier, AJ Brown didn't have any receptions in the game. Uh, you might be thinking, "Oh man, he sucks." No, in fact. Uh, if you relook at this play, the reason that Goddard is open because A.J. Brown pulled double coverage. Not only did A.J. Brown's man cover him, uh, but the safety deep covered A.J. Brown as well. And that left a, a deep, uh, left an opening underneath, and Goddard was wide open. Um, so while A.J. Brown may not necessarily get uh, have the numbers, at le- you know, who knows what's going to happen. I, I think he'll have a great season. But if he doesn't have quite the numbers you expected, just realize he's having an impact on the game uh, even without catching the ball. Um, so that was the end of the first drive, the end of Hertz's uh, um, uh, participation in the game. Um, Hertz did end six for six, 80 yards, one touchdown. Um, technically, the, the, the hit out of bounds was a sack. I don't really, I don't know if I counted. I guess it technically is a sack because they drove him out of bounds before the, um, before the line of scrimmage. So I guess in theory, he got sacked. Um, no picks, no, inter- no uh, uh, incompletions, and 158.3, which I believe is a perfect quarterback rating. Uh, Jason Huntley uh, got the ball a lot. In fact, he started because uh, Miles Sanders did not start. And I don't know what's going up with Boston Scott. I don't know if he's injured. Um, I'll have to look at my injury report here. I don't see him on it. So I don't know what's going on with Boston Scott. Um, but um, but Huntley got the ball a lot, played most of the game. Uh, but in my opinion, was disappointing. I expected more out of Huntley, especially when we're talking about him going against um, second and third string defenses. Uh, he had 16 rushes for 48 yards, which is only three three yards per carry. That's low. Uh, your goal is to be at least. I mean, five is is um, is excellent, right? Anything above five is you, you know you're close to the top 10 percent in the league. Um, he did have one touchdown, but he also had one lost fumble. Um, he did have four receptions on five targets, 39 yards for a 9.8 average. Now he was technically our leading receiver as far as the four receptions and he did do well returning kicks. Um, so then maybe that's where his specialty is, right? Um, what's up, jock talk. I'm good. How about you? So maybe his specialty for, for Huntley is, is uh, kick returns, right? And, and he did well with that. He had two returns for 61 yards. That's a 30 and a half yard average. Hey, what's up, Felicity? Thanks for watching. <laughs> um, and he did have one, uh, one 43-yard kick return. So, um, so uh, did a good job kick, returning kicks, decent uh, receiving, receiving passes out of the backfield, but, but did not run as well as I had hoped. Uh, Kennedy Brooks, uh, he played some of the game as well. He didn't do very well either, in my opinion. Um, he had seven rushes for 26 yards, which is a 3.7 average, slightly better than uh, you know, that Huntley's three, but, but nothing remarkable. And my, again, I didn't check Kennedy Brooks. Um, I should have checked his 40, but he doesn't look very fast to me. Um, he's not going to be somebody that's going to outrun or be able to go side to side. He's going to be more of a, uh, he's going to be more of a, of a, a North and South guy. Happy that Jay, that, uh, JJ is gone. Yeah. I'm glad we got something for him. I would say that, um, I don't think he was gonna. I don't think he was gonna have a meaningful impact on our team this year. So to get to get somebody that might, I think, is a positive. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Pascal led the team with 41 receiving yards on two receptions. He looked good, I thought, uh, especially coming back from uh, losing 16 pounds due to his uh, his food poisoning. Um, Kaiser White uh, did had a, had a really good game, had the first defensive tackle of the game for the Eagles, and then he picked off Zach Wilson on the fifth defensive play for the Eagles. Great, uh, great jump on the ball, good coverage. I can't remember the last time a, a linebacker had an interception. Um, so that's amazing. That's then Josh Sweat. Uh, oh, so the, so the um, the uh, starting lineup officially for uh, the uh, the preseason game was uh, Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick at defensive end, uh, Milton Williams and Fletcher Cock defensive tackles, Kaiser White and T.J. Edwards were our linebackers, um, Avante Maddox, Maddox, uh, James Bradbury and, and shutdown Slay uh, were corners, and then Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris were safeties. Yeah, Pascal, he he um he looks good. I think he looks good. He's done. He's um he's been somewhat. I mean, I wouldn't. You know, I'm not going to say he's. I mean, he could be a fourth to Quez Watkins. I mean, him and Quez Watkins might even fight out for that third spot. Um, but but he, I thought he looked really good. Uh, linebacker Nicobe Dean. I said he had a good preseason game. He played 24 snaps. Um, and according to Pro Football Focus, he got a grade of 77.4. Uh, and on run defense, he had a grade of 85.4, which is good. Um, you know, I, I hate to bring it up. Uh, I don't know what's going on with him. I heard rumors that perhaps Denver is interested, and I hope they are. But Jalen Rager, he, um, I guess he had an okay game. He had a couple of receptions, but all against, uh, you know, second and third string defenses. Um, and he did try and return a punt. And to no, to, 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 not to my surprise, I, was, I wasn't surprised. He tried to run to the side. He doesn't, I guess he doesn't, he doesn't understand the, the concept of running, you know, north and south when he returns punts. And he went to the right and had zero yards uh, for no gain, which is typical Jalen Rager. Every time he uh, returns a punt, tries to run, outrun the, the coverage, outrun everybody to the sidelines, and he's just not fast enough. Um, and or they expect it because I did. Uh, now, again, compare that with um, Huntley, who returned kicks and went straight up the field, um, who had, uh, you know, 60 um, what was it? 61 return yards and a, and a long of 43. So there's a easily Rager could could perhaps uh, be a better returner if he just if he just ran straight ahead instead of always running to the side. All right, uh, game ended 24-21 in favor of the Jets. Um, you know, and, and I think overall, I think we looked uh, we looked um, as a team. I thought we looked really good, uh, and we had some. You know, I'm really positive or, or bullish, you might say. On uh, on our depth. All right. <clears throat> yeah, it's called uh, when I played. You know, the, the the coaches would yell at you, north and south. You run the ball north and south, not east and west, right? All right. So let's get to uh, some Eagles news. Um, uh, I mentioned Josh Job when we talked about un undrafted free agents. He's been moving up the depth chart, uh, and in fact, um, last practice, which was yesterday, I don't believe they they practiced today. Um, he worked with the uh, the first team defense when James Bradbury went inside. Um, I'm hearing you, Kenneth Gainwell struggling a little bit. Uh, he had a great first year, I thought. Um, they played him a lot more than I expected. Sanders didn't didn't play as well as I thought. Um, and uh, but he's but he's struggling. Um, apparently, he fumbled after a catch on Monday, and uh, yesterday he had two drop passes. I agree, Jock Talk. First and second teams looked really good. Um, and I, like I said, I think I, I I'm really happy about our depth uh, in most in most positions. Um, Devontae Smith was back to practice on Sunday, uh, and Jalen Hurts apparently went to him early and often, um, even though he uh, uh, to catch up on all that that missed time. Um, uh, 
Hugh Douglas and Trent Cole uh, will be inducted to the Eagles Hall of Fame uh, later this season, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, but, but it's just so so Sanders is hurt. It's a hamstring. Um, I think officially the Eagles listed leg soreness. So we don't know for sure if it's serious. And it's not uh, – I'll talk about this uh, in, when we talk about um, injuries, but I don't think he – it's it's a it's a consistent thing with Sanders. Now I don't know how to do I don't know how to prevent hurting your hamstring. I really don't. Maybe you have to warm up more. Um, I I really don't know. But um, but let's uh, but let's see. All right, we we did make a couple roster moves, and Jock Talk um, mentioned it earlier with his comment. Uh, we traded tight end slash wide receiver JJ Arthiga Whiteside to the Seahawks for defensive back Hugo Amadi. Um, and to, for those that are interested, that is not his full first name. I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Uh, but if you go online and look him up on, on uh, say, Pro Football Reference, um, I think it is. They'll give you his full name. It's, uh, it's a mouthful. Um, most likely, uh, Hugo is going to play at safety. Of course, that's where we have, a, uh, you know, have some, some weakness. Um, he was a fourth round, 132 overall pick by the Seahawks in 2019. He's 5'9", 201 pounds. Um, not real impressive combine numbers. He ran the 40 and 451. Not fast for a corner. In fact, as compared to corners that draft, he was 59th um, percentile. His vertical is only 32 and a half inches. Uh, that's 15.8%. So barely, barely not even 16th percentile. So he, he was uh, pretty poor at that. Broad jump, 115 inches. Again, 18th percentile. Shuttle, 4.19 seconds. A little bit better, 48th percentile. Now, if you want to be good, you're in 99th percentile. So this guy is barely even beating half of the other wide receivers. His three cone, 7.21 seconds. Uh, I'm sorry, other corners. Um, his three cone, 7.21 seconds was 16th percentile. Um, he did, however, start 12 of 47 games played in uh, while he was at, at uh, Seattle. He had one pick, two forced fumbles, uh, 125 tackles. 102 of those were solo, uh, and he did have six tackles for a loss. Um, he is versatile, right? And that's, you know, if you've paid attention to some of the guys that we've gotten uh, either by uh, free agency or drafted, they're always guys that can play more than one spot. Uh, he played over 550 special team snaps over the last three years with the, with the Seahawks. Um, and last year, he'd had time playing a nickel corner, a box player, uh, and a deep, sa deep safety. So he has experience playing more than one position, which we love. Uh, we, had to cut, uh, we had to cut our, our uh, team down to 85 as of today at 4 p.m., we took care of it by yesterday. Um, we released offensive lineman uh, William Dunkel. He was an undrafted free agent. We released linebacker Ali Fayad, another undrafted free agent. Uh, we waived wide receiver Lance Lenore. Uh, we waived safety Jared Maiden. And we waived corner Jimmy Moreland. So we're down to the uh, NFL required 85 players on our roster now. Um, Speaking of roster, oh, speaking of injuries, let's go to the injury report real quick. We have a little bit to talk about. Nothing serious. We don't get too upset, at, at least at this point. There's nothing to really get that upset about. Uh, Miles Sanders is probably the most uh, concerning uh, injury. He missed practice yesterday because of a hamstring injury. I mentioned that the Eagles labeled it as leg soreness. Uh, we're unsure of how severe it is, um, but he's had issues in the past. In fact, in 2020, um, he had a, a, a hamstring injury on August 19th, so uh, only a few days away. Um, he missed week one, and uh, uh, that year he was back week two. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I guess he, uh, corner Jimmy Moreland, didn't really, didn't do well. I hadn't heard anything about him from camp, and uh, I, don't rem I don't remember him doing anything impressive in the, in the preseason. So there's your answer, right? 
Um, and then yesterday, the, the following practice players did not practice. Uh, Grant Kakotera from it for a hamstring, Christian Ellis, a hamstring, Marcus Epps from his back, uh, Javon Hargrave, a toe. We know Kelsey is getting his elbow cleaned and Greg Wart with a Greg Wart, Greg Ward with a toe. Nothing real severe. Toes can heal. I had a I had turf toe when I played. <laughs> it's not the most masculine injury, but uh, it hurts like a bitch. But it goes away. It's something you can. It's something that requires surgery or any of that stuff. All right, we talked about roster cuts. Let's talk quickly about some NFL news. So I've I've said this a couple of times, and I'll keep uh, I'll keep saying it. Right. So the roster cuts are are tiered this year. Um, so as of today at four p.m., which is past, of course, um, everybody had to cut down from ninety to eighty-five. Um, Next next week, after uh, week two of the preseason, um, August 23rd by 4 o'clock, they have to cut from 85 to 80. And then August 30th, after the last preseason game, they have to make the final cuts from 80 to 53. Um, I like the tiers. Uh, I, uh, I really wish, uh, I really wish uh, they'd cut them even more, maybe 10, 10 a week. He is. He's given, he's, uh, he's struggling. He, or he's not struggling. He's given the coaches... Uh, they can't just, they, they, we have a lot of tight ends now that are doing well. And Noah is one of them. Um, he's doing, he's doing very well. And, uh, um, so that's a, that's a, that's a, a position that all of a sudden we have a lot of depth at. Um, we have that guy coming back. I should have written it down. Uh, the one who played out last year hurt his back. He's tall. He's lean. Um, uh, we have, a, you know, we have Goddard, we have uh, Jack Stoll who did well. We have Noah. Um, so we're, uh, we're, we're, we're doing doing well at tight end, and and this is why you know, this is a great example of um, right, right. He's giving the coaches making them struggle, right? They have to make di- difficult choices, and this is why I'm saying Tyree Jackson. There he is, yeah, Tyree Jackson. He's coming back in the next few days. Um, this is why I say I want more cuts, right? So in our example, we're stacked at tight end, um, but there might be teams out there that don't have a good tight end or don't have a good second string tight end, right? So if we were to have to cut ten. Um, instead of five, perhaps we cut one of our tight ends. I don't know who it would be, but perhaps we do. And that means he's out there available for other teams who might not have tight ends. Um, and the same thing works in, in reverse, right? We might have a, a, you know, a weakness, safety, right? For example, maybe there's a team out there that is stacked at safety and that some of the guys that they cut uh, would be a player on our team. All right, uh, NFL Network, um, in case you guys are curious about ratings, I'm always interested in um, things that affect the NFL because, of course, that affects the Eagles, right? The more successful the, the NFL is, uh, the more money they make, uh, the more people that watch, um, you know, the, the better things are going to be. Um, so the NFL Network was the number one network on Saturday, this past Saturday, the 13th. Uh, they had the top three telecast uh, between viewers 18 to 49. And the Seahawks against the Steelers was the NFL Network's most watched preseason game since 2015. All right. Uh, any, any other comments out here? Anything else you guys want to talk about before we go to the old bald eagle fact? Um, bald eagle fact. Uh, again, this is, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. I get to talk about um, Eagles history. Um, I get to talk about um, teams, you know, beginning from 1933, Pro Bowl players, um, yeah, right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. They they cut him, hoping he would make it to the practice squad, but the Colts grabbed him. Yeah. Um. If uh, Jock talk, if I if I recall, he is a local guy too, right? He's uh, I from I think he's from the up near Allentown, just like um Kennedy. Oh, not, was it Kennedy Brooks? 
Uh, no, Kaiser White's from Emmaus, right? So I think there's some ties to, to the local area. Um, okay, so the Bald Eagle fact. One of the things I do is I talk about Pro Football Hall of Fame inductees that are Eagles, uh, uh, t- uh, uh, players that lead the Eagles in, uh, in you know, um, all-time Eagle gr- uh, uh, receiving yards, all-time Eagle leaders and sacks, things like that. Um, today I'm going to talk about, and we already we had we already talked about it sh- briefly, uh, but two inductees to the Eagles uh, Hall of Fame, not the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but the Eagles Hall of Fame. Um, they started their Hall of Fame, I think, in 1987, maybe, um, and immediately everybody that was in the Pro Football Hall of Fame was, of course, in the Eagles Hall of Fame, and then they've been adding people since. So two people that are going to be added this year are Trent Cole and defensive, both defensive ends, Trent Cole and Hugh Douglas. That'll happen on uh, November 27th when we have that Sunday night football uh, Sunday night football game at home against the Packers. Uh, so Trent Cole, if you're not aware, he was drafted uh, fifth uh, round, 136 overall in the 2005 NFL draft. He was an Eagle for 10 years as a defensive end from 2005 to 2014. Played his whole career uh, with the Eagles, I believe. He started 145 uh, out of 155 games that he played. Uh, playing 155 games is the um, third uh, all-time against defensive linemen as an Eagle and 14th among all Eagles players in history. He had 85 and a half sacks, which is second most in Eagles history. Um, anybody want to take a guess it was number one? You, if you don't know this, then you're not an Eagles fan. Reggie White. Reggie White crushed it by a significant amount. I think he had over 100. Um, uh, he played four seasons. He had four seasons with double-digit sacks. That is the second most in Eagles history. Uh, Reggie White uh, holds that record as well. I think he had eight. <laughs> he had 569 tackles. Uh, 436 were solo, which is ninth uh, in Eagles history. He had 124 tackles for a loss. Uh, 149 QB hits. Now, I don't know how he ranks, or, or ranks in tackles, tackles for a loss, and QB hits because um, they didn't track that. Uh, they haven't been tracking those those stats for long enough. Um, so, like Reggie White, we don't know how many quarterback hits he had, although it probably was a lot. <laughs> probably was a, a lot. Um, Trent Cole was a two-time Pro Bowler uh, in 2007 and 2009. He was a second-team All-Pro in 2009, and he was part of the 2005 NFL All-Rookie Team. So he'll be inducted on November 27th into the Eagles Hall of Fame. Uh, we also have Hugh Douglas, uh, another defensive end. He was a first-round 16th overall pick by the Jets in 1995. Uh, the Eagles traded for him and got him in 1998. He played six years as an Eagle, um, as a defensive end, 1998 to 2002, and then he came back in 2004. He played 82 games and started in 64 of them. Um, he had 54 and a half sacks, which is fourth most in Eagles history. He had two seasons with double-digit sacks. Uh, 223 tackles, 186 solo, and 59 tackles for a loss. He was a three-time Pro Bowler, 2000, 2001, and 2002, a first-team All-Pro in 2000, uh, and second-team All-Pro in 2002. Yeah, I um, I agree, right? Uh, I don't know if he won it out, um, but man, it was Reggie White. Letting him go was, yeah, that was a, a huge mistake. Um. And then when we're talking about Hugh Douglas here, he did return. He did take a year off from the Eagles, 2003. I don't... He played in Jacksonville, maybe. But he came back in 2004 and helped us get to Super Bowl 39. Um, So those guys will both be inducted into the Eagles Hall of Fame uh, on November 27th. Okay, that's it for the Bald Eagle Podcast today. Do me a favor. 
Um, I'm going to pull up some, uh, don't go anywhere. Look at, uh, take a ch- check out my screen and look at all the shows that we have on the Philly sports Alliance. Um, of course, um, you're always going to be glued to whatever social media you like to watch me on, on Wednesdays at uh, 6 PM to hear all about the Eagles and only the Eagles. Right. Um, but we have, uh, we have, uh, a bunch of other shows. Um, on Mondays, we have the football smack talk show at 6 p.m. Uh, that is all football. Um, so they, they, you know, most of I think both Ryan and Eric, who are the hosts, uh, are Eagles fans, uh, but they talk about all the the teams in, in the NFL. Mondays at 7:30, we have the Diamond Club podcast, which is an all Phillies show featuring John Hunter, Chris Lahiff, and Danny Hart. Uh, Tuesdays at 6:30, the Philly Brocast. So this one is all about Philadelphia sports, the four main sports, right? Um, and that is Ryan Reese and Ryan Finneran. Of course, Wednesdays at 6, you're glued to the Bald Eagle podcast, learning everything you need to know about the Eagles. Uh, Wednesdays after my show, uh, Mike, Mix, Mike Sports uh, at 8 p.m. <laughs> um, that is a football podcast featuring Eric Ward and Jay Landry. Talk about the whole NFL. Eric is an Eagles fan. Jay Landry, uh, unfortunately, is a Cowgirls fan. Uh, but at least you get two opinions. I, I don't know. I, I hate to... I hate to, to um, to be okay with that, but you know, he's still on, uh, he's still on Philly sports line. So you should watch him anyway. Um, Thursdays at five 30, tendies on Patterson. Uh, that's an off flyer show featuring Paul Batcho, Jack Griffin and Chris Lahiff and Thursdays at seven. Last but not least, um, we got tables, ladders and chairs, which features Eric Ward and Mike Rouse. Thank you. Jock talk. Um, so take a check out all those guys. Now, um, don't. You, of course, you're going to follow all those guys. Everybody on on uh, social media, you're going to watch all those shows. Um, but on top of that, we partnered with a couple of people. Um, we also partnered with um, Six Pack Coverage. Um, they're a national media company located in Tennessee. They have podcasts on everything, not just football. Um, they have podcasts about uh, all sports and not just sports. They have podcasts about fitness, about travel, uh, food, finance, entertainment. Um, I was on a podcast with one of the one of the guys from Six Pack, and he had to get up early to watch. Uh, I don't know one of the one of the uh, Star Wars movies, so he could give you guys a rating and tell you what it was like, if it was good or bad. Right. So check out Six Pack coverage uh, for all those things, um, and look at uh, Painted Lines. Uh, the Painted Lines is also a sports. Uh, podcast company. They have a bunch of sports podcasts. Um, we're streaming on their YouTube, so check them out as well. All right. Thanks for watching the Bald Eagle podcast. Uh, go birds. <laughs>